Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, the weekly podcast dedicated to spirituality and self-improvement. I am so delighted you're here with me today because we have a very special guest. Today we have with us Mr. John Thompson. He is the author of two books, Pete and Gwendolyn Grew Up, and he also has the book How to Work How to Write a Novel in Five Years, A Hero's Journey. He also has his own podcast, The Advil Review, where they talk about uh, all things artistry and the process of creation. And he's also the owner of Adult Storytime Publishing. And so he's here today to talk to us about his journey with writing and how he has struggled with really getting himself to do what he knew he was destined to do. And he's here to encourage all of you to write if that is your calling and so he's going to talk to us today about his book and his process in writing that so welcome to the show today john thank you thank you for having me melissa so good to be i've been looking forward to this for a while now yeah i have to give the audience a little backstory too because i think it's really interesting so i actually met you in person we met several years ago um my sister and i had done a yeah, we did a girls trip to um, Fort Lauderdale and we just happened to meet up like in a bar just talking and I mentioned I was a writer, you mentioned you were a writer. So we kind of made that connection and kept in contact. And then you reached out to me and said, you know, you had written your book and I'm like, oh, that's so great because I think we had that in common. And so I'm really excited to have you here to talk about the book. So tell us a little bit about your book and you know, how did you really write this? Because I know it was kind of a struggle at first. I know that. And I I get that the procrastination piece of knowing that you're supposed to be doing this, but not really sitting down and doing it. So you're you have quite a story about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, So my novel and the kind of memoir about the process of writing that novel really play hand in hand. but a little over five years ago, I I got the idea to write Pete and Gwendolyn Grew Up, which started as the started as a novel, and actually about a few months after uh, we met each other in Florida, like I had reached that about eighty thousand word mark. Like that's was just kind of the goal in my mind. Like that's about a as much as people can handle for one novel. Um, so once I got I got to about 90 and realized that this story, which had a 50 year arc to it, like these children who are growing up, obviously Pete and Gwendolyn grew up, like they hadn't even made it through high school at 90,000 words. And I had kind of skipped around, like it was not even readable, like even three years ago, like maybe like the first two chapters would be something that I'd be willing to share with somebody, but it still felt like I was almost done the whole time. Um, so at that point, took a breath and realized, you know, it should be, it's a three novel process. So fast forward to about a year and a half or a year or so and hit another, hit another checkpoint. Like, I think it was like, <clears throat> I was actually pushing for the deadline that I made in my mind really, really hard and <clears throat> like writing more efficiently than I ever had just just going hard all day, just like stopping to sleep and eat and go to work and then hit it again. Like nobody set this goal. Nobody, I didn't have a publisher like breathing down my neck to get there. I just 
if I don't push myself, then nobody will. So I just had to stick to it. And then after all this work, I'm almost done. And I take a nap, I wake up, my computer screen is just blue. Like everything that I had written, like I didn't lose everything, but everything that I had wrote over that past week was just gone. Yeah. So yeah, it was, yeah, super worst nightmare is devastating, but it took, but like, it, again, it was just part of the universe's process. Like it just, the story needed its time to develop. And like me refusing the call was just like part of that. Like everything just happens in its time. But like, I was already kind of resisting breaking it down to short story mode or a short story form because throughout the throughout the uh, journey, you meet a lot of different characters that have one-offs and origins of their own. And, but I still wanted to just be able to say that I wrote this one novel. Cause like, that's what I set out to do. So I wouldn't let it go. And then like, just kind of made me, made me let it go. And then I started chopping it down to an episodic form. Kind of, cause I, I grew up a TV kid and like, I kind of want to make it for like, my audience is kind of non-reader, which is a very big, big task to, uh, to take on if you want to sell books. But, you know, you just have to make the art for yourself. And my, I love to read, but my attention span just doesn't allow it all the time. So this is short and episodic. Um, but, yeah, it took a long time to get to that point of discipline. Like, it's been a five-year journey since I started. And I had very grandiose ideas of what it was like to write a novel. Like, I know... I know you've written at least one, two. How many books have you written? I have one, and I'm my second one I'm in the process oh, yeah. of writing. Yeah. yeah, so you're in the process of your second book. Yeah. And, like, if somebody, like, what would you say if somebody who's never written a book said, I'm going to do it in a year? How would you respond to that? I would say, well, that's a lofty goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck to you. Yeah. But, like, I, yeah, I needed that. I needed that to get me going. Like if I had known it was going to take me five years to publish my first work, I probably would have done something else. But, but yeah, it got me in the game and I kept going. And, but like the, and over that, over those five years, I, it was such a growth process and I learned so much. And, but like, it took a lot of time to develop the practice of writing. Cause I didn't have one. Like I thought about writing a lot and like I've had a dream and a goal to be a writer since I was in the fourth grade. Like I remember my first couple of assignments and you'll hear about those in how to write a novel in five years. I kind of go over the times that I got close to writing, the times that I avoided it and everything that I did instead of writing up until the point that I made a decision to be an author and just like pursue it with all my heart and like relentlessly. And even after that point, it took a while, like probably not until I'd say honestly, maybe a year, year and a half ago. So probably year three and a half, year four, that I actually like have a disciplined daily, daily practice of writing. And like, that's what it takes. And it's like, you, I think you could actually, you could probably write something close to a novel in a year. If you come into it with that kind of practice and you have the time, you can just 
devote a couple hours to it every day and not judge, not judge your process and just get to it. But it, it takes time to get there. And what do you think is probably one of the most important things when it comes to being a writer is the consistency of making sure that someone, if there's somebody out there listening who says, well, I've always thought about becoming a writer. I always wanted to write a novel. What's the most important thing for somebody who's sitting out there listening that wants to get started? What's, what do you think is the most important thing for them to know? Um, well, for, you just have to, you just have to start. You just have to, you just have to make an intention to do it, um, and start as small as you need to. Um, I started, I mean, I started big and got very little done my first year. Um, like, yeah, like at the end of a year, I probably I had the first act of the first episode done, but it still felt like, still felt like I was close. But even five, ten, fifteen minutes a day. Uh, before I started the novel, I set a goal to write in my journal for every every day for a month at least. Yeah, just scribble down. Even if if you have an idea, if you've been batting around that idea for a novel in your mind for a long time, you can start there, or just like just kind of info dump your brain your brain out. Just get a practice of doing that. Don't have to get anywhere. Like that, even that alone will just feel better. You know, even if you don't have a desire to write a novel, I couldn't recommend enough to anybody to just write every day, 10, 15 minutes, whatever it is. And just, you have to start there. And it's just cliche advice, but anybody that's ever done anything will tell you just, how do I become a novel? How do I write a novel? Just, just start writing. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true though, because yeah. when you start um, and you sit down and you, just write a little bit every day. It's amazing and surprising how much will actually come to you. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you're just info dumping, like you might get a little, you info dump for two pages. You might get this one sentence that's a gem or something that really resonates to you. And you can kind of think about it, ponder on it. And even if you don't go back to it, like it's, it's there. And like, it's just something you don't have to carry with you anymore. That's true. Um, I think a lot of people when they sit down to write, maybe overthink sometimes. And that's why you get that what a lot of people refer to as writer's block. And yeah. I think that's where the free writing comes in. And it's so important because if you just get into the habit of doing it, then it kind of takes that pressure off of you, I think. Yeah, anyway. yeah, totally. And, and just the concept of drafting, be it your actual project or your or your thoughts in your journal. But um, not like, don't worry about it being perfect. Don't worry about grammar, punctuation. Just get it out there because you're going to edit it anyways. Like it's not going to look anything like that in the finished product. So you really don't have anything to worry about. And I think that once you figure that out, and it still took me a long time, to figure that out but once you get that in your mind like it doesn't matter it's just a draft then you're a lot more free in your creative in your creativity and you yeah. can just kind of rip it and just let it out there yeah and nobody has people to worry that i think that's that fear right a lot of people you overthink like oh at, 
my grammar isn't, you know, very good. I don't know this. I don't know that. That's why you pay editors to go in and look yeah. at your work and catch all of that. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my, yeah, my editor makes my life so much easier. Like it's so much, it's so like liberating when I'm trying to figure out like, this sentence doesn't really flow right. It's like, ah, oh, whatever, Rob will fix it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are people who do that. Well, tell us more about your book because you wrote this book, How to Write a Novel in Five Years, A Hero's Journey. So I'm really curious, this hero's journey, why do you refer to a hero's journey when you talk about writing a book in five years? Well, um, I've, I'm a big fan of Joseph Campbell and all, and all of his works. And he kind of coined this storytelling method called the hero's journey. And uh, it's, it's a circular format. Um, there's 16 steps to it and I won't hit all of them, but just like it starts in the ordinary world, you know, and then you get your call to adventure. And then there's this point that where we refuse the call. And that's just, that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of like the part that like shapes us and gets us ready for the journey, but like also not a, a conscious distraction or like, is it looks like it can look like a lot of things. You can just like be procrastinating. You can busy yourself with other things. You can try and take care of all these other loose ends before you start whatever you feel you've been called in your heart to do. And like that, for me, it's writing. And I think a lot of people, it is writing, uh, but it could be anything. It could be starting a business, um, you know, even working on relationships like your family life, whatever, or starting a hobby, like whatever, just it's, yeah, it's a, whatever your bliss may be. Like it's a path to follow ultimately following your bliss. And you have to go through these stages of development and growth and kind of reckoning with past past ghosts and demons and traumas and everything like that. And it just like, for me personally, like all that stuff just really came to the surface. And like, I didn't get in, I didn't, in my mind, I wasn't getting on a hero's journey. Like it kind of, it, I kind of came to that realization afterwards and it was very helpful in navigating through it. And eventually I decided to write it, write my story in that form. And that's something that I, I kind of rejected for a while too. It's like, oh, that seems like a cool idea, but man, it would be so much work. Like, I don't even know how I'd start to do that. Like what, you know, and I, I plug and it just, it's, it's amazing how it looking back and reflecting through the hero's journey, like it lines up over the, over the last five years to these stages. And it just, yeah, it just perfectly plugs in. And after the refusal of the call, you'll get your supernatural aid, which is could be something spiritual or that comes that you feel from above or a guide or a mentor, somebody you meet, just like somebody that reminds you that you're on this journey and empowers you with something to keep going. And then you go into the first threshold, which is just like the point of no return and to where you're in it now and it's rough but like there's there's no going back and again i won't go through the all, all of them but 
you go into the belly of the whale and there's atonement with the father and meeting of the goddess and the temptress and yeah there's just there's a lot of there's 16 amazing steps and they shape you and like i feel it's to prepare you for the end to once you return to the ordinary world and you meld the two worlds that you formed along the way and that's and that's where the bliss is so in your book do you talk about your own experience of writing and writing these books and you meld that with those different stages that you talk about to kind of give someone an example. So I guess what I'm really asking is if there's somebody out there listening who is thinking about writing or maybe they're just at the beginning stages and they're looking for something that might really give them some inspiration and some steps for how to really get started in this process, is that something that your book does? Yeah, yeah, you know, I just, if I, if I represent anything or like if I want to instill in anything, like I want the, I want the reader to listen to my audio books, you know, what? kind of say, hey, like, if this guy can do it, I can do it. Like, cause yeah, it's, it's about writing, but like, it's mostly about the process of me getting, learning how to get out of my own way. So kind of, kind of like an inspirational, like, uh, partner or road trip partner in this journey towards bliss to be like, yeah, well, he's been through it or he's going through it and he still struggles through it. Like. I hope to tell a lot of relatable stories, a lot of personal and vulnerable stories that like I haven't shared with many people, but they were formative definitely. And just relationships gained, relationships lost, um, and just growing through it. And also just like a kind of a heads up that like once you get into this journey, like you might unfurl some things and like, it might get tough at times, but keep going and like, keep going. It's just like, for me personally, it's like, once I had this, once, once I had this dream in my hand, there's nothing I can do to let it go. Like, even right now, like it's, it's, like I've passed through that like final my the hero's journeys for me is like over and perhaps I'm on another one already but like the bliss is just being having the goal to chase and like it gets rough sometimes like right now like I <clears throat> I was I was working I was bartending and bartending full-time and writing full-time so I'd be like day bartending so I'd be up at 4 a.m uh, to make sure I had time to create, you know, before like the world got to me and bogged down because it was very mentally draining. Um, my job to keep the lights, on, but like, that's what I had to do. And maybe up until about a month and a half ago, like now I'm just solely, solely writing. Like I wasn't ready to make that jump financially, but uh, my mental health was very, su was suffering greatly, you know, from the stress of that job and from doing everything, like I just overdriven almost, but like 
I couldn't let the dream go. Like if something had to give, it was going to be that. Like I made a plan for myself in August that I was, it's a sports bar. So like, I was like, I gave myself to the Super Bowl to save up enough money to sustain myself while I got enough descriptions to through my website. And then I don't know about two weeks after that, like I just hit this point, like I was just literally eating anxiety attacks for breakfast for lunch every day and just kind of like smiling through it and absorbing it. And it just, it was just, it was just killing me. I just couldn't do it anymore. So I had to put in my two weeks before I was ready financially. So like that just kind of pushed me to this point to where I've been working towards this whole time. So we're just now, we're just like, we're flying and it's, and it's kind of a struggle, but I wouldn't have it any other way. It's like, it took me a while to get here, but like, I can't quit now. So just like, and I can look back on this journey and of the tough times that I've had on it and times that I've felt alone down and out and things didn't go the way I wanted, but like it all ended up working for the better and pushing me to where I was supposed to be. So now it's really, it's at the point where I'm, it's testing my faith in the journey to like, yeah, we're just flying now. We're just trying not to look down yeah. until we get there. Yeah, and when we were talking earlier, you mentioned your spirituality kind of grew from this journey. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, abs absolutely. Um, so around five years ago, I was, I'd probably say, or maybe even six years ago, like I, I grew up in a, I grew up in a very like, very Christian household. Like it was inconsistent at times, um, but you know, like the structure was always there. And like I just, that was and growing up in that, like it's, it's very helpful for a lot of people. But like it was a great source of anxiety for me growing up. Like I was just afraid that even after like even after getting staved or whatever on Sunday, like I was just afraid, like I would like die after I sinned or something. Like what if I stub my toe and swear and then like, I don't have time to ask for forgiveness. It's like, <laughs> so like, um, but like after that, and it's just been lots of different things, but being able to be open and just explore whatever I want. I mean, even just like, and I've just, kind of picked up all these things over the course just like getting into like energy and stones and like reading my chakras and tarot cards and like I love I love reading tarot now like it uh it reminds me a lot of like Christian devotionals if you're familiar with those mm -hmm. um but like it's it's the same concept like it's you go to it when you're looking for something. And if you're looking some, for something, you're most likely going to find it. So like, it's something that resonates with you personally. And it's just, you do it in the morning, it kind of gives you something to focus on and stay grounded within. And I don't know, just a reminder that you're connected to something greater. And like, you don't really have to define it. But like I study, now I study everything, like Buddhism, Stoic, uh, Stoicism is very helpful. Um, um, I just discovered Abraham Hicks 
on YouTube. And uh, yeah, we like her. Yes. Yeah, we love Abraham, definitely. But her voice is still common. But but yeah, it doesn't <clears throat> no, it doesn't have to have a name. There's just there's something there's something greater up there, and to allow that energy to flow through you, which, which I do it through my art. But it's just yeah, it's been great, and I I wouldn't. I don't believe that I would have found that piece without without this journey. It's like stones. It's like it's a tumbling process. Like it takes you see a piece of quartz. It took a lot of it took many years and lots of tumbling and bad weather to make it shine like it does. Yeah, I love that. So I think that. Yeah, I can definitely see that, and I think I know in my own writing, I think that a lot of the writing I did was kind of channeled through, yeah. you know, something that was not myself, maybe my higher self, I don't know, but it just seemed yeah. that it would flow in that way. So yeah, I can see why deepening your spiritual connection is definitely a help when it comes to any kind of art, really. And any kind yeah. Of yeah, absolutely. I mean, sounds cliche, but like, I truly like believe that like, artists and that we are the vessel and everybody's everybody is an artist like it's just art is life it's in everything it's in the way you communicate with other people and connect it's <clears throat> even if it's not an <clears throat> excuse me even if it's not like a recognized or acknowledged medium just the way you do the way you do your job whatever it is if you just if you make it you it's art right. and yeah, and it's just the spirit just is allowed to move through you and just moving positive energy. You know, the chipper lady at Target who's really who's really excited about the deals, like almost more excited than you are, but also a little a little jealous because she hid that behind uh, behind something and she was gonna go get it afterwards or whatever. But like she's an artist in her meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So tell us too, because so you have um, and the it's adult storytime publishing. Tell us yes. a little bit more about that. Well, I wanted like I wanted to just I wanted to in, in line in line with creating my own Neverland as like the archetype of Peter Pan, um, finding that like eternal youth. I wanted to do it my way, and skip the gatekeepers, skip finding a publisher to pick you up and do this. Like, I just wanted to do it all myself. And I eventually, I want to work with other people and slowly but surely I am. But like, yeah, I just wanted to do this my way. So I started my own publishing company and just through an LLC and I developed a website and built a makeshift uh, recording studio in my bedroom. And, you know, I, wrote recorded and produced and edited all the all the audiobooks myself and now it's available on adultstorytime.net i couldn't get a dot com <laughs> uh but hopefully that won't matter soon enough but now it's now it's subscription based and so it's yeah, it's a dollar 99 a month or 12 dollars a year but other than the two series that i have out right now which about the length of a novella each i'd say 
I have six seasons of each coming along with uh, spin-off series, about uh, 10 additional series that are in various level levels of draft that I plan to unf unfurl over the next five years. You know, time will only tell how far I get with those, but again, something that came along the journey. Like if I hadn't been on this journey, I might have just written that novel and I've been out of stuff to write about. But, that is amazing what unfolds. Well, I love yeah. that. If there's anybody out there listening who is interested in listening to your novels, because right now they're only available on audio version. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And yeah, because they were really written, they're really written to be heard, like just in a true storytelling fashion. But it's almost, uh, and of course they read well. It's not like a script or anything, but you know, it's kind of like TV for your ears. They're like 30, 40 minute episodes, uh, five episodes in each. And yeah, they're only available right now through adultstorytime.net. I have started doing, I have, I have started doing, um, a YouTube series of how to write a novel in five years, just to kind of help move that around, get the word out and promote it. Um, so each episode is about like seven or eight smaller stories. I'm just, um, you know, joining my love of music. So I call them tracks instead of chapters. So like I release, uh, tr I've been releasing a track every day, trying to like up my YouTube uh, presence. Like, I don't know. I don't know much about it. And like, I don't know much about anything I'm doing. I just figure it out as I go. And somehow here we are. But I've heard that you got to feed that algorithm every day to like, and it'll push it out further. So we'll see what happens with that. So there's about in season one, there's probably about 30 tracks. So my goal is to really push those out. So you can, you can, uh, if you're a YouTuber, then you can just go on to Adult Story Time 7 is what it's called on YouTube. And you can follow along from there. Appreciate the likes, likes, and, likes and subscribes there as well. But, um, you know, the math in my head, all I need is 4,000 subscribers to Adult Story Time. And, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know how much... I don't know how much people swear on this, but that's F you money to me. Yeah. Like, I don't, all I, I can just live my life creating with all my bills paid and eventually get, and I eventually want to get to the point to where I can be, live out some philanthropic goals as well. But I mean, baby steps, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'd like, I'd like for it to all just pop down once. Like this, this episode is going to reach a million people and they're all just going to subscribe because you said so. But I mean, I'll take it. I'll definitely take it, but like, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. Be nice. I would like that. Yeah. Too. Like that too. If you can yeah. make us both have that kind of money that we don't have to do our nine to five, we can just create that be, that would be amazing. We would appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> So if you guys are out there and you're writing and you're interested in kind of seeing this journey unfold, go to your YouTube channel and we're going to have those links in the show notes too. So people can go directly there if you're interested in also subscribing so that you can 
listen to this whole series, which sounds so fascinating. And I love the concept behind this, then you can go there and do that too. So we're going to have all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here with us today, John. Oh, thank you for having me, Melissa. It was so good to see you again. Yeah, so it's good to see you again too. It's it's so interesting when you have a connection with someone because of the writing and you're like, oh yeah, I'm a writer too. So that's always a a fun thing to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a very uh, refusal to the call moment. That was uh, definitely a a time that I wasn't writing at Hollywood Beach, Florida, but it was, uh, yeah, it was my, my good friend Eddie's bachelor party that we were down there for. And just about maybe a month or maybe a month or so before I moved down to Santa Fe and I really, really got into the practice. So I'm glad to have met you then. And yeah, I'm, Time is divine and it just, yeah. it's always, it's always <laughs> unfolding as it should. So like, yeah. thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thanks for being here. And I want to thank all of you for being here with us too. Don't forget, you can check the show notes if you'd like to check out any of the things we talked about from today's episode. Also, if you like this podcast, please subscribe, please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. Those reviews actually help my podcast reach even more people, which, help, which helps me in my mission to help as many people heal as possible. As always, share the episodes out if you think it might benefit someone. And you can join us on Patreon. I have extra episodes of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness there. And I also post videos from the interviews that I do with my guests. Plus, we have a live card reading each week through Zoom. And it's just a lot of fun and a great and supportive atmosphere. We'd love to have you there. You can sign up for free. And you have a seven-day free trial. If you'd love it, you can stay with us. If not, no big deal. There's no hassle, no worries, no obligations. You can join at any time or you can end your subscription at any time. As always, I hope you guys have a beautiful day. I am sending you so much love and light. And I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.